Welcome to the LinkedIn Church Podcast. We are passionate about connecting people to God, family, purpose, and community. Today, Minister Nehemiah Ray comes with a powerful addition to our series entitled Authority. Get your pen and your pad ready. Let's go into the worship center and hear what God has for us today. We do things a little different in the plug. So I want you all to relax, okay? Take a deep breath. Breathe in. Breathe out. I may shoot you today, okay? With a spiritual weapon. I may hit you today. What we're talking about today, I may hit you. Do not get offended if I hit you. Receive the hit. It is a hit of love, all right? It is a spanking of love. But really what this is going to do, I, I believe this will really edify. I believe that this will really edify. And so something we do in the plug, just a couple rules of how we do things in the plug. One thing is this. When I say, um, welcome to the plug, and you all are going to say where people get linked up to God, all right? Hey, everybody, my name is Minister Nehemiah Ray here today, and welcome to the plug where? That was like a three, (laughs) 2.5. We need a little better than that, all right? I said, welcome to the plug where? Okay, okay, good, good, good. So we do something a little different as well. When we hear something we like that resonates with our spirit, that feels like it uplifts, we like it, we, have a li- we don't clap like this. We clap like this. All righty, perfect, perfect, perfect. You all can follow us online on the YouVersion app. You can find notes on there as well. But we really encourage you to bring your Bibles, take some good notes. And let's get ready um, to dive in. But before I dive in, I almost forgot one thing. And then we're going to dive in. We have youth that are serving in multiple different departments. As you all see, we had the praise team up here. We had the dancers up here. We have youth working in the back in the media team. We have youth working with the social media. We have youth working uh, as greeters as well and welcoming people in. And so I just want to make some noise for our youth that are being involved here today. And I cannot shout out the youth without shouting out the number one dream team here at the church, and that is the youth leaders with the plug. Make some noise. Make some noise. I'm not going to lie. We have some great leaders here. I want to, you know, just give a special shout out to Desia Lewis and her husband, Walt Lewis. It's their anniversary as well, and they decided to be here. But... They really dedicated a lot of time to make sure that this thing went together smooth. And so I honor you all. I appreciate you all a lot. Pastor Gregory has been been teaching on authority. And I think this has been a power-packed sermon series that he's been going in. And I'm just going to be following suit. I'm following suit with exactly what he's been teaching because we've been kind of teaching the the same thing in the plug as well. When I was in high school, I was an umpire. And so at the baseball games, I would stand behind, and I would, and I would get into it, too. Strike one. Strike. You're out of here. I would, I would really love it. But it was this one game in particular where I was calling some bad calls, you know, and the coach and the parents. Man, some of you parents, y'all, y'all take it too seriously. It's not that serious. This is not the MLB. They're not getting paid. But the parents took it really seriously and the coaches. I did call a wrong call. However, I had to stand by it, right? 
So the coach is upset. He runs out on the field, ah, bah, 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 giving me an earful. He's bigger than me. He's taller than me. He's older than me. You know, I said, coach, that's a warning. Go back to your dugout. Ah, bah, 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 bah. I said, coach, that's a warning. Go back to your dugout. He didn't want to listen. You're out of here. And I used to love doing that too. I used to love throwing people out. You know, like, I don't know. I guess it's, I don't know. I used to like doing that. I wasn't saved. Uh, at that time, abusing authority. <laughs> um, I said, coach, you're out of here. Then one of the parents gets upset as well. They start mouthing off. I said, assistant coach, get them together. They didn't want to get together. I stood up. That's ball game, folks. It's over with. Called the game, right? Walked off. I felt like a G, too. Like, yeah, that's game. They were upset. However, this was authority that was given to me by the baseball commission. They gave me authority to rule and umpire that game. This was natural authority. However, there is something uh, unseen authority and power that we have that is given to us by the kingdom of God. The commission of God has given us authority to take rule over this earth. And a lot of times we do not use that against authorities that are bigger, that are older, that are stronger than us in our natural ability. But we, the thing is, we're not just natural. We are supernatural when you have the spirit of God living in you. Now, without that, you can't defeat him. But with him, you can, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Uh, Colossians 1.13 says this. It says that he has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of, into the kingdom of the son of his love. Conveyed means that he took us from one place and put us in the other place. He took us out of the grave and transported us into life. He took us out of our sin and sickness and transported us into health. He took us out of the kingdom of darkness and transplanted us into the kingdom of light. That is what we call authority. That is what we call power. That is what we call dominion. And we have to tap into that. Who in here wants power? I see a couple people like, eh, I don't know how I should answer that. <laughs> like, be honest, be honest. The first thing you have to do in life is you have to look yourself in the mirror and give yourself the truth. Who wants power? I ain't going to lie. I want power. I, I want the power, right? I want the juice. That is what I want. Um, while some of you all may not want to openly admit that, it's the motive behind a lot of things in our life. We want power. Think about it like this. Some of us, we go to school to get good grades so we can go to a good college, so we can get a good job, so that we can have power over our finances, power over where we live, power over what we eat, power over what we drive, power over where our kids go to school, power over all of it. We want power. We desire that. We innately crave that. We want power over our time. That's why we, you know, well, that's why you should 
you know, prioritize and budget your time accordingly and plan. We want power over our bodies. That is why some of us work out. We want power over money. We want power over sickness and disease, over stress and depression. We want power over the afterlife. We don't want to go to hell. So we want power over that so we can go to heaven. We want power. We want spiritual power so we can cast out demons, so we can heal the sick, so that they can. We want that type of power, freedom from generational curses. We desire that. And it's nothing wrong with that. We want it so bad because we lost it. We want power because we lost power. And so some people will do anything for it. Some people will kill for the power, steal for the power, lie for the power. Some people use um, what some of us modern people say, we use spiritual technology to attain the power. What is spiritual technology? Well, when I was talking to this one brother, he said this is what you called cocaine, marijuana, mushrooms. We use that to attain portals to go into so that we can get into a different dimension so we can have power over even some of our circumstances sometimes. We want to smoke a little bit so we can get power over and get away from that. We want to inebriate ourselves. People use the wrong type of power sometimes, though. We have to be aware of where we're getting our authority from. Some people will use crystals so that they can get power and get the right energy. We want the right energy around us, so I'm going to get this type of rock because this is going to clean. The, I'm going to sage and I'm going to smudge because this is going to clean up all this energy around here. And some of you are like, what is he talking about? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Some of us will dive into divination and witchcraft. We get into tarot cards. We, we uh, you know, doing voodoo, fortune tellers. Some of us are, you know, really big on the affirmations, the three, six, nine principles, and we want these type of powers. But sometimes we can be dabbling in the wrong type of power. And what we want to do is make sure you don't need no other power if you got the Holy Spirit. You don't need no crystals, no sage, no weed. You don't need none of that if you have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the most powerful spirit that is out there. He cast out other demons. So we don't have to dibble and dabble with any of that other stuff. We don't have to go to fortune tellers or tarot card readers. We don't have to do that. And Deuteronomy 18 specifically talks about this. Um, From the message version, it says this. When you enter the land that God, your God, has given you, don't take on the abominable ways of the nations there. Do not dare sacrifice your son or daughter in the fire. This is from the message version as well. Don't practice, it says don't. Don't practice divination, sorcery, fortune telling, witchcraft, casting spells, holding seances, or channeling with the dead. Why does the Lord tell us not to do that? Because we're going to his enemy to get power and authority. And I don't know about you all, but I don't want anybody going to my enemy to get power and authority when they're saying, if, my, if I had somebody and my kids, that was my enemy and my kids, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to them so that I can get some of the power. And I'm like, wait a second. What about your father? <laughs> like, I got the juice, too. What a, like, come to me. God doesn't want us going to his enemy to obtain any type of power when he is the father of it all. And so sometimes some people just don't know it's wrong. 
I'm here to tell you what's wrong. <laughs> Some people feel like they need, you don't need that. Let's stick with God and his authority. Because when you're dabbling in both, you're missing out. And plus, you're opening yourself to other things. So you want to get freed, but you're following the devil. It don't work like that. It don't work like that. Thank you, Pastor Chris. <laughs> so we desire authority, power, and dominion because we once had it and we lost it. God gave humans dominion. Let's read Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. This is one of my, like, I always like going back to the beginning. The beginning is really good. Then I'm reading from the New King James Version. It says, then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. God gave dominion to the ones who bear his image and likeness. This is who he gave dominion to, to the ones who bear his image and likeness. Um, I want to show you all something really quickly. Let's go to this whiteboard really, really quickly, real quick, so I can show you this. We could pull that up real quick, team. It says... Then God said, let us make man in our image and in our likening. You see right there, it said us. Plurality. He's talking about the Father, Son, and the, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. Um, according to our likeness and let them have dominion. What we want to do is recognize this. If you do not, now this can be very controversial, but you must bear the image and the likeness to have what he gave us at the beginning. What we are, a lot of times we are lost sons and daughters when we haven't came to Christ. Now, when we come to Christ, that is when we get that power and authority back. We're able to have that. And I'm going to prove today that we lost it. I'm going to just prove it really quick that we did lose that power and authority. How did we really lose it, though, Nehemiah? The human being is at the top of the food chain. We are the top dogs in this earth. How did we lose that authority? My question is, are we really the top dogs, though? Are we really? It says, over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. We're supposed to dominate every creature, yet some of you all are scared of cockroaches. Some of you, right, the one, they flying across the living room, ah, like, some of y'all scared of spiders, some of y'all scared of snakes, scorpions, but I got dominion, I got dominion. You look scared to me. You look scary. I don't think Adam was like that in the garden. Ah, no, 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 no. We say that we have dominion, but it's clear that something was lost. 
We said that we have dominion over animals, but yet we can't stop eating them. We can't put the fork down sometimes. I mean, it'd be good, but them chicken wings, ooh, boy, ribs, Memorial Day coming up. I'm going to challenge you all to fast. Now, I'm, to prove that you have dominion, <laughs> this, <laughs> this Monday, can I get amen? <laughs> I'm not saying amen to that one myself. We say that we're supposed to dominate plants. Yeah, sometimes money has a hold on us. Money is just paper. That's trees. Oh, wait a sec. Uh, but it's backed by gold. Well, was backed by gold. But gold, that's something that's made of the earth. We can't even control our, dominate our budget. But we got dominion. We, we got it. We got it. You do have it. But we got to access it. And we're going to talk about that today. Some of us, we say we have dominion over plants, but if we really look at it, some of us plants have dominion over us. I, I was thinking about this, right, because I used to be a real plant head, you know? God made the herbs, bro. He made them. He made them. He, he, Nehemiah, bro, for real. He made the herbs. So what you really saying? He made gasoline. You don't drink it? Like, what you talking about? It, that don't really, that, that really don't add up. You know, it, it got medicinal properties, not the part that makes you high. Okay, THC has no medicinal properties. Just look it up. You don't need any of that. All right, anyway, the coffee bean. Some of us, man, that got dominion over us. Coffee. The cocoa plant, cocaine. The poppy plant, codeine, right? Corn, vodka. Whiskey, agave, tequila, rum, sugarcane, beer, barley. Some of these have dominion over us, yet we're supposed to dominate them. This shows us that something got, something got flip-flopped. Something got lost. Ain't no liquor supposed to have no power over us. No weed is supposed to have no power over us. No molly, no coke, none of that is supposed to have power over us. Nicotine cannot have power over you. You have power over that, according to the scripture, if you bear the image in the likeness. So what we have to do is take for our rightful authority. How do we get that back, though, Nehemiah? How do we get that image and likeness back? We will talk about that. We are supposed to dominate. We were created to dominate. But majority has been dominated. This is just some, I need to give us some solid foundation, and then we're going to get into it, okay? So just track with me. Are you all tracking? You all tracking? Okay. Why? Why did we lose dominion? Because Adam gave dominion to Satan. If you all have been following Pastor Gregory's message, you heard him say that. Luke 4, 5 through 6 says this. Then the devil... Taking him up, this is talking about Jesus. Jesus was tempted for 40 days, and this is what Satan did. Then the devil, taking him up on a high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of this world in a moment of time. And the devil said to him, listen what Satan said to Jesus. All this authority I will give you and their glory, for it has been delivered to me, and I give it to whomever I wish. That's, that's deep. We blame God for everything. People blame God for everything. The shooting that happened, oh, it was, oh, man, how could God let that happen? When there's an enemy out here who's ready to steal, kill, and destroy, and we dare part our lips to blame the God who receives life rather than takes life. 
He received them children. He didn't take it, but there is an enemy. And it says that he has, it's, this is crazy. He says, all this authority I will give to you in their glory, for it has been delivered to me. Who delivered the authority to the devil? Adam. Adam gave it over when he plucked that fruit and ate it. When he submitted to the word, oh man, when he submitted to the word that the Satan, that the snake told him. So when we submit to the word that God gives us, he gives us authority as well. But when he submitted to the word that the enemy gave him, he took the authority and it came back over to the enemy's camp. And so what we got to do is take that back. But Jesus came, the good news is this, Jesus came to bring that authority and dominion back. That is why he came. What was Jesus's main message? You can say something. What was Jesus's main message? That's a tough one. Redemption, repentance, the kingdom of heaven. Let's just read the Bible. Luke 4, 43. Now, when it was day, he departed and went to a deserted place. And the crowd sought him and came to him and tried to keep, and tried to keep him from leaving them. Man, they really loved Jesus. Boy, they, they wanted to keep this. Jesus was a, he was so dope. But he said to them, I must preach the kingdom of God to the other cities also. Because for this purpose, I have been sent. He was sent to bring the message of the kingdom. Now, redemption, forgiveness, all of that is wrapped up in the kingdom of God. But he came to bring the message of the kingdom of God. Jesus brought back dominion through the kingdom. Kingdom, see, a lot of times when we read the Bible, we see the word kingdom or something like that, but we don't really understand what that means because we have a president, right? We have a democracy. But when we read the word kingdom, we just glaze over it real quick. Like, oh, that don't really mean nothing. That don't mean nothing to me. But it actually means a whole bunch. Because this is, God's whole design of the Bible was about a king. And a kingdom. And his son, and he wants, he wants the proper authority back. And one day he's going to bring the full reign back. But he has given us reign as well. We ain't got to wait to the sweet by and by. We ain't got to wait till we get to heaven when we have authority here on earth, on earth as it is in heaven. And so he wouldn't say that if he just wanted us to wait till we get to heaven. Being a believer is not about just going to heaven. That is a byproduct of being a believer. It is the icing on the cake, but it ain't the cake. We treat that like that's the cake. No, that ain't the cake. That's Add it to and make it taste better, though. And the frosting is good. We want the frosting. I want, Lord knows I want to go to heaven. But that ain't the only purpose of being a believer. We want heaven on earth. The word kingdom means basilia or royal power, kingship, dominion, rule. Kingdom means a king's dominion. It is a king's dominion. Jesus came back to bring rulership over all the earth. 
And this is why we love Jesus. Those people were holding Jesus back for what reason? Why did they love Jesus so much? This man was perfect, righteous, holy, and they were sinners. Why were they attracted to this man? Why are we attracted to Jesus? Because he shows us who we really are. He shows us. He shows us like, hey, this is who you really supposed, this is how you really supposed to operate. Look at me. This is really you. But you lost something. But this is you when you come back under the authority in the alignment of the kingdom. This is who you're supposed to be. So he came. This is why we love Jesus. Because he showed everybody's attracted to Jesus. I don't care. You love what he does. Like, it's dope. And we, this is why it's so dope. Because Jesus would talk to fish and they would jump in the net. That's like, that's like, I love fishing. I love going fishing and catching. Some I'd be out there for hours like Peter. You know, this Peter ain't never catch nothing unless he was talking to Jesus. Like, I ain't never seen Peter catch nothing without Jesus telling him, cast it on the other side. Go over there. Go over here. <laughs> Peter was a bad fisherman. Well, I'm sorry, Peter. I'm, uh, anyway. <laughs> but we love Jesus because he was the last Adam. He was just like Adam. When Adam spoke, things listened. When Jesus spoke, fish jumped in the nets. When he spoke, trees started to wither. He spoke to the plant life. He spoke to the waves and the wind, and it got quiet in it. Peace be still. He spoke to leprosy, bacteria, and told it to get up off of this guy. He showed us who we really are. See, Jesus had full authority and dominion. Even his disciples said after the storm, they said, who is this man? Who is this man? Yeah, that even the storms would obey him. Who is this man? Well, this is the man that we are supposed to be. And man is not saying male, human, okay? Mankind, okay? One man. All of it is incorporating man, so don't think that the Bible is some sexist book. Far from that, all right? Don't believe the lies. Don't believe the lies, okay? You got to read it for yourself. I don't know why I'm on this. This is for somebody in here right now, right? The Bible has plenty of stuff about women in it. So don't believe the lie that it's some feminist, you know, like, no, don't believe that. Believe what the scripture says. He, he said both were made in his image and like male and female were made in his image. So that means both came from one. So don't believe that nonsense. I don't know who that's for in here. That's for somebody. This is why 1 Corinthians calls him the last Adam. So let's turn to that. 1 Corinthians 15, 45 through 49. It said that Jesus is the last Adam. So there was an Adam, the first one, but it says Jesus is the last Adam. I'm reading from the New King James Version. And so it is written, the first man, Adam, became a life, became a living being. And the last Adam became a life-giving spirit. However, the spiritual is not first, but the natural, and afterward the spiritual. The first man was of the earth, made of the dust. First man was made from the dirt. That's why when you die, you turn back to dirt, okay? 
The second man is the Lord from heaven and was the man of dust. So also are those who are made of dust and is the heavenly man. So Jesus came and he was born of the spirit. This is why you must be born again. You were born from the dirt. But now you need to be born from the spirit. Because if you're just born from the dirt, you, there's a lot of things you can't do if you're born from the dirt. But if you're born from the Spirit, you have the whole package of what the Spirit gives to you as well. We have to be born again. That's the, that's the first step. That's, that's uno momento. That's number one. That's not even... Oh, my apologies. I, uh, I just felt like I knew Spanish for a little bit. I don't know what came over me. I don't even know what that meant. Am I bad? <laughs> I saw Giselle down front. I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm... All right, my bad. Let's get back to the word. <laughs> Tripping. In, in verse 48, verse, uh, let's start at 48. And was the man of dust, so also are those who are made of dust, and is the heavenly man, so also are those who are heavenly. And as we have been born the image of the man of dust, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly man. We can bear the image, goes back, the image. We have to bear the image and the likeness. And we can bear that if we bear the image and likeness is heavenly. The image and likeness of God is heavenly. It's not natural. And so what we have to do is get out of this natural thinking and get into the heavenly thinking. This is why we can't go off of what we see. If you go off of what you see, that's not faith. You're already stuck. You have to go by what you can't see. We do this all the time anyway. It's not that difficult. We believe in Wi-Fi, but we don't see it. We believe in Bluetooth. My, my cords don't connect to my earbuds at all, but it's, I still hear the music, right? So we believe in it anyway, but now we need to start applying it to the heavenlies. What is God saying? Because maybe, we, maybe you're not seeing that you're freed in your life right now, but what you have to do is start speaking that you are free, seeing that you are free through the name of Jesus. God gave us, now this is, this is where I'm going to stay at and really, I want you all to really pay attention to this. All of this buildup was for this. This is why we, we don't say the word can't. In my home, can't is a curse word. You actually put a curse on your life when you say can't. Henry Ford said, whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, either way, you're right. And the scripture says, I can do all things. So I, we don't speak against the word of God. You have to say, I can. Or I'm only human. How are you only human if you have the Holy Spirit living in you? Oh, you know, I'm just human. Maybe you are. I'm not. I'm not just human. I'm one third full Holy Ghost inside. One third of me full. Wall to wall. Holy Ghost. And so you have to believe that as well. We're not just human. We're more than that. Paul talks about... Are you just mere man? You're acting carnal as a mere man. We're not mere men. When we die, we live forever. 
just like Adam was created and designed to as well. One reason I started following Jesus unknowingly is because I wanted power over I wanted power over death. I wanted power over my vices. I wanted power over the addiction that I was in. I wanted power over those things because I was deeply in bondage. Nehemiah Ray was deeply in bondage before I met Jesus. I was in bondage to pornography. I was in bondage to weed. I was in bondage to porn. I was in bondage to lying, stealing. I was in bondage. And I would try. Y'all know them times like you really be trying. I'm trying. I ain't doing it today, Lord. Y'all heard me say this. You, I ain't doing it. And I went three whole days, and I thought I was good. <laughs> Day four. Womp, womp, womp. Right? That's because I was doing it in my strength. I was trying in my, I was trying in the dust strength. The dust strength. That's where you were made from. I was trying in the man strength instead of the heavenly strength. He empowers you. Where now you can, I'm telling you, you can be empowered where you can live so strongly you look totally different from your generation. And it's not even that difficult. You're doing it with grace, with ease. You're walking by that stuff. And that's what, God gave us power over sin. And a lot of times when we say that, we really don't recognize what we're saying. He gave us power over sin. Now, I'm going to say something here that may be a little controversial. We don't have to sin. And it's quiet in here, but it's all right. We don't have to sin. Now, this is not to put anybody in bondage. Hear me out. This is to open up your mind to the possibilities. Because if when people, when man started flying, nobody had the idea. Nobody thought it was possible. Until somebody had the thought, I think we actually could have these big things flying in the air. Everybody thought that was impossible. However, once somebody saw it happen, then they're like, oh, wow, this is possible. So this isn't to condemn anybody. I'm putting this out there. This is to give you the possibility. This is to let you know what you have in Christ. This is not to condemn you, and we're going to talk about that really quickly. We don't need, what we have a problem is here on the earth is that we have a sin problem. All of the things that are going on in the world today are caused by sin. And what we can do is have power over that. We don't need more social justice movements. I'm not saying social justice movements are wrong. We don't need more of those. We need kingdom movements. We need kingdom movements. Because if we can, racism, the root of it is sin. The root of it is sin, hate. The root of it, so we can, if we start having these kingdom movements, we don't have to have more social justice movements. I'm not even going down that road. The author has given us authority over sin. Let's read this real quick. Genesis 4, 7. So the Lord said to Cain. So you remember the story of Cain and Abel? Cain went to gave some sacrifices. The Lord did not like Cain's sacrifices, right? But he liked Abel's sacrifices. So he said, the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? And why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? Now listen to this. If you do not do well, sin lies at the door. And its desire is for you. But you should rule 
over it. He's saying sin is there, but you should rule over it. You're supposed to rule means to dominate it, to govern it, to take authority. You are supposed to take authority over that so it doesn't take authority over you. Let's keep on reading. Jesus says, on earth as it is in heaven. Is there sin in heaven? Is there sin in heaven? There's no sin in heaven. 1 John 2, 1 says this. My little children, these things I write to you so that you may not sin. And if, somebody say if. So I, re- I looked up the word if in the Greek. It means if. <laughs> if anyone sins, if anyone sins, we do have an advocate, the Father. With the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And he himself is the propitiation for our sin. And not for ours only, but also for the whole world. If I say... Don't drop this plate, but if you do, I have money to buy another one. I'm saying I have full expectations that you don't have to drop the plate. But if you do drop the plate, we're going to cover it. But you don't have to drop the plate. You don't, you don't have to drop the plate. But there's some keys that you got to know in order not to drop the plate. You can't be wearing grease all over your hands and think you're not going to drop the plate. There's things that you got to do. Uh, tap into to make sure you don't, but you don't have to. I'm trying to open up our mind to the possibility of this, that we don't have to live a life that's riddled full of sin. We don't have to have a life that's riddled full of sin and the effects of sin. We don't have to have that. Great news, the gospel. Romans 6, 14, I'm going to just read this because time is running. Romans 6.14 says this, for, sh- for sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under law, but under grace. For sin shall not have dominion over you. We're supposed to have dominion over sin. You don't have to be bound by lust, addiction, anger, lying, pride, sex, drugs, alcohol, fear, same-sex attraction, self-esteem, depression. You do not have to be bound by that. You can be set free. Thank you all for doing it right over here on this section. (laughs) Paul had a thorn in the flesh. In 2 Corinthians, it talks about Paul's thorn in the flesh. 2 Corinthians 12, 8 through 9 says this. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it may depart from me. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. 
Therefore, most gladly, I rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. So the Lord said that his grace is sufficient. What does that mean? Well, let's see if we could, um, if we could pull that board back up for me real quick. Let's pull that um, whiteboard up for me real quick. God's grace works two different ways. God's grace works two different ways. And I believe it's like this. All right, let's just keep it moving. I believe life is like we're on the ocean and we're in the boat. And while we're in the boat, there's a, what's that thing in the water? An iceberg, an iceberg in the water. And sin or addiction or whatever it may be is that iceberg that is in the way. And we're the boat and we have to get around it. However, we're not able to get around it because the iceberg is so big. We try, we try, we try, right? But it's big. God's grace works two ways. One or two ways. One, he's going to take, he's going to blow up the iceberg. I mean, he's going to send a, a, a crater to come and boom, blow up the entire iceberg. You just free completely. You ain't got no more bondage. You don't have, and that's, that's, that's something that literally happened to my life. When I gave my life to Christ, the Lord completely freed me from lust. He completely freed me. Like my heart went so, my heart, I was in my room by myself. Nobody's around. I'm on my bed and it, I'm, I'm on my knees, I mean, and I'm crying out to the Lord. And all of a sudden it hit me. God's presence came into the room. And I felt his presence all over my body. And it was better than any drug I would ever took in my life. And his presence came on me super thick. And after that, it's like, whoa, if God is real, I need to live for him completely. If God is really real, I need to submit myself to his authority. Now, this wasn't the words I said back then, but I needed to submit myself authority and follow his ways. So I said, and it's like something hit me. Oh, I'm never going to have sex again until I'm married. I'm not doing that no more until I'm married. And by God's grace, I was able to. I repented. I called up some of the girls that I used to mess with before that I hurt and did dirty. I repented. I asked them for forgiveness. I'm so sorry that I treated you that way. That was disgusting of me as a man, da, 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 da. But God freed me from that completely. But I still had to stay connected to him. Now, if I got disconnected from him, guess what? Come right back. I'm going to go right back. But once I stayed connected to him, I, man, he freed me from that. Well, that's not a big, that's not a, that's not, that wasn't the biggest issue for me. So that was one. Boom, he blew it up. Or God's going to raise the water level. His grace is going to raise the water level above the iceberg so that now you can go over the iceberg. His grace is going to work one or two ways. He's going to eliminate it or you're going to have to depend on him to get you over it. And that's what it was for me with anger. Like, I, I wish that thing just would have, boom, blown up, right? But I had to depend on him, lean on him, so that he could take me over that hump. And so a lot of times, sometimes, this is why people oftentimes, like, God ain't really real. That ain't just leave me like that. Well, everybody's different. Some people, alcohol could be taken out of your mouth today in the name of Jesus. 
Some people, sometimes it can be a process where his grace is lifting you over that over time. Some people, you just need to get something cast out of you to get completely free from that as well. Because you have been delivered. And so he has given us that power. And so what we have to do is tap into that. And whatever it is, it still depends on him. So let's get ready to end with this. Let's end with this. The kingdom of God is backwards, though, to the natural mind. It's actually right, but to us, it's backwards. If you're not under authority, you can't be over sin. You have to be under to be over. It seems backwards, right? But you have to be under his power, aligned with him, so that you can be over sin, addiction, Whatever it may be, you got to be under to be over. This is how you have authority. These are the five ways right here. One, you have to get born again. If you aren't born again, like, I'm not talking to you today. When When I'm talking about this authority. Now, the good thing about being born again is that it's not difficult. It's, it can happen today. It will happen today for some of you all in here. You can get born. It don't take nine months. (laughs) All right? (laughs) Like, it can take nine seconds, and you can be born again. Okay? That's number one. Number two, stay connected and aligned to the source. You have to stay connected to the source. Um, What do we say all the time in the plug? I, I use this analogy often. I say, what does a cow have to eat to stay alive? Grass. A cow is made from the dirt. And it has to eat things that come from the dirt. If you take a fish out of water, it dies. It comes from the water. When it dies, it dissipates back into the water. You have to stay connected to whatever you were made from in order to live. So, yes, we have to eat to stay alive. However, we were made in God's image in likeness. So in order to truly live, you have to eat from him. You have to stay connected to him. Moses was on the mountain for 40 days without eating. Why? Because he was in the presence of God. He was connected to God. He didn't need nothing else. And so what we have to do is stay connected to him, stay in alignment to him. Because once you disconnect, it's like you like a fan, like that's keep on blowing. If you disconnect, the fan stops. You got to stay plugged into him. When you stay plugged in, that's where the power comes from. Stay connected and aligned to the source. When you're out of alignment, your wheels start to get bald on your car, right? Because it's out of alignment. So it's not working properly. So it's going to break down more often. You're going to pop a tire easier because you're not aligned properly. Number three, understand the promises that the word offers. Pastor Gregory made such a good point the other uh, Sunday that the amount of words you have, has, have in you determines the amount of authority that you have. You got to know the promises of God. If you don't know the promises, how do you believe that you're gonna, he, God is going to keep them if you don't even know them? You don't even know that, you, that you're the head and not the tail. You don't even know that. 
You just walking around thinking life sucks. No, life don't suck at all. Life is good in the kingdom. Life is great in the kingdom. I'm living my best life. This is my best life right now. As the young folks say nowadays. Number four, commanding and believing that you don't have to live this way. You have to use your mouth and command those things, though. You have to speak those things into life. See, but a lot of times people use, use this in a twisted way. If you're not, see, Jesus said, I say what the Father said. And when he said what the Father said, that's where his authority came from. It's not just saying what you say. You got to say what the Father says about you. That's why sometimes, oh, these affirmations ain't working. Is the Lord saying that about you? You could do the 369 principle a hundred million times, but you need to stand on what he says and command those things that he's saying so that thing can align back up. And then number five, depend on his grace and not your own strength. Too many times, I, I remember when I tried to be a believer. <laughs> tried to be a believer. I tried to really follow Christ. And I just kept on following. I didn't have the understanding. See, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. I didn't know that I couldn't do it on my own. I thought I just had to keep on trying. Just try. Just try hard, Nehemiah. Just, just don't smoke on Sundays. Okay, I could do that. Not on Sundays. I'm not going to have sex on Sundays. I'm not. And until one of my homeboys said, now, he didn't believe. He don't believe in God at all. He said, we was in college. He said, bro, why is you not smoking today or not having sex today or drinking today? Is the game on? I said, you know, it's Sunday, man. It's the Lord's day. <laughs> he said, Ninja, it is, you about to smoke tomorrow, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, but not on Sunday? What sense does that make? Uh, it's the Lord's day. It didn't really make sense. But it's because I had enough willpower on my own strength to do that one day, but not to live a lifestyle. And so what we want to do is live a lifestyle of godliness, a lifestyle of complete dependence on the word, a lifestyle of holiness, a lifestyle of righteousness. And you can do that, but you must stay connected. You have to 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 stay connected to him and depend on his grace and not your strength. I want to end with this. There are people in here today that as I was speaking, you felt pricked. You felt touched. Something that was said resonated within your spirit. This is not because the words that I spoke. This is because the Holy Spirit is prompting you. It resonated with you for a reason. It's because God is real and he draws people to him. He wants you to come to him. But yes, you must surrender. You must bow down. You must lay down your desires for his desires. This is where it comes from. Authority comes from wanting to complete his will 
his purpose on the earth. The king has a way that he wants to do things on this earth. And he wants to rule through us. And so what we have to do first is align ourselves properly. Praise God. I trust that this message has touched your heart today. Listen, we don't claim to have all the answers, but we do know one answer, and his name is Jesus Christ. So if you don't have a personal relationship with him today, we want to invite you to do so. Or maybe you had one with him, but you've just gotten away and you're desiring to come back to Christ today. I want to lead you in a simple prayer today. If you would, repeat this after me. Put your hand over your heart and say these words. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that he died, rose from the grave, and he is alive right now. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and save me now. As a result of what I've confessed with my mouth and what I believe in my heart, I am right now born again and in right standing with God. In Jesus' name. Praise God, we are so excited for you. We believe that today is the first day of the rest of your life. Congratulations, we are so excited that you made the decision to get connected to God. Thank you for listening today. If this message encouraged or inspired you in any way, please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app and leave a review too. For past messages, updates, and more, please visit us at linkedupchurch.com or download the Linked Up Church app. You can also watch live services, view past messages, and see our dynamic content for children, youth, and teens on our Facebook and YouTube pages. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Linked Up Church. And if you would like to support more of what we're doing, you can give online at linkedupchurch.com or text get connected to 94000. Thanks again for listening. Have an amazing week and we look forward to connecting with you.